Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller and all we say is please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel belted radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 A Pale Podcast. Woo! Very scary <laughs> stuff. No, you, I've missed it. No, very scary stuff. Get scared. It's spooky. It's Halloween season, you know. Is it going to get spookier as we get closer to Halloween? I just, I think we we might have one more episode before Halloween. Maybe well, this could be it. I think you need to ramp it up a little there, Alex. <laughs> you need to blow your voice out. Come <laughs> <laughs> to get me. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the beard. Yeah. Well, the beard has the power. Speaking of the Halloween season. Uh, the Boombastic Big Halloween special will be up pretty soon. By the time you guys catch this, it'll be out a week or two out, and you can catch that on the Boombastic Media YouTube page. Woo! Yearly event, very yeah. nice. You know what I no mean? No pressure, no pressure. Now that's very scary stuff. That so we want to keep it light here, so people don't live in you know traumatized situations. You know what I mean? <coughs> so. You know, today's episode, before we get into today's episode, we're going to run around the table real quick. All right, off to my, my, my left, we have Brother Alex with us. How are you doing over there? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know what I mean? Getting ready for the Halloween tale. How are you doing, bud? You doing, getting busy over there with editing and stuff? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, in the midst of uh, editing the Halloween special, which will drop on Halloween Day. And you will get uh see and listen to um us and, and all of the other uh, uh some of the other people that are part of the uh Boombastic Media family and talk about the spooky times and and scary movies, haunted houses, you know and the things along those lines. Yeah, my feeling. Yeah. Uh brother Joe, how you doing over there? Doing good, brother. How are you? I'm doing all right. Getting ready for Horway. Ah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
nice. I like it. I like it. Brother Jonathan. Ew. How's it go? You know. Not really. <laughs> Me and Sean were just in the Amazon forest doing research on uh, gorilla test subjects for one of the upcoming episodes. Made it made yeah. it out alive, at least with our heads by, intact. By the skin of our teeth. You know you what I mean? It. By the skin no. of our teeth. And we have a fantastic guest with us this evening who actually brought this theme to us, believe Thanks. it or not. The great Cynthia Whitney. Hello, I'm really excited about this for so many different reasons. One, Simpsons favorite growing up. It's what we did. Oh, yeah. And um, and fortune telling has just like been my thing lately. So I, uh, I'm, I'm totally down with this. It's yeah. uh, the most, you know, one of the fa- most famous television shows of all time. I remember as a younger kid, my mom did not support me watching The Simpsons, which was very lame. Because, uh, it kind of gave you permission to be a little asshole, right? Well, that's probably what they don't like. <laughs> that's what they don't like about it, probably. Your hero. I mean, there are people that say that Homer Simpson rivals Mickey Mouse as greatest animated character of all time. I can see that. You know what I mean? Mickey Mouse is for an older generation, definitely the newer generation. Actually, it's, it's funny. Uh, you can also say that Homer Simpson's even better than Mickey Mouse because Homer Simpson was not stolen. Mickey Mouse was. Walt Disney did not create Mickey Mouse. Really? No. (laughs) Walt Disney stole most of his ideas, including Mickey Mouse. The story goes that back in the early days when he was an animator, he was working with another guy who actually came up with the Mickey Mouse character. So Walt Disney, being a son of a bitch, bullied and, and pushed him out and then uh, claimed the Mickey Mouse character as his. And then the guy who really created him died like poor and cold on the street. Yeah. yeah. That's how it goes. Well, I mean, what do you expect from a Nazi sympathizer? So. Well, he is a, you know, Walt was a, was a Nazi, for sure. Oh, yeah. Mickey, Mickey drink, so Homer wins. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, the test of time for sure. Yeah, Mickey's Mickey's that old school. Doesn't Mickey even have like racist stuff tied to him? Like way back in the day? Oh yeah. I mean I if you go and you uh, dissect a lot of things that they did, that there's a lot of, you know, racist undertones of a lot of stuff. The Simpsons and, only got, they only got the sex tapes to worry about. Yeah. For anybody who's ever seen some of those sex tapes, if you're on like a, you know, questionable site or something. Oh, are, are you talking about these sexy tunes? You know, a little Marge Simpson, a you little see, Lisa where, where Simpson. They, where they, where it's the Simpsons characters having sex? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You watch I mean, these and jerk off. Hey, personally, for me, um. Yeah. I, I like The Simpsons, but they don't really affect me in that way. I I really don't see how one can stand to attention uh, watching uh, cartoons go at it. But so I, you've so you've tried. He's tried. No, he likes, no, no. <laughs> Alex I mean, likes I those. haven't tried. I watched them, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I moved on. 
Alex likes like the alien porn and like the fucking like the gargoyle point and stuff porn and <laughs> stuff like that. Where they get like three foot long private parts, kid. Hey, big meaty, big meaty roots and I they like kill the girl. Two experiments. All right. Uh, okay, hold on. Off little off topic here. They actually sell <laughs> those te- they sell those tentacles that lay fake eggs in you now. I've seen Isn't that how fucked up is that? Who wants that? I don't know. People I mean, that dress up like furries and stuff, probably those types of folks. Hey, they, I don't have to dress up as a furry. I'm already a furry. That's true. No, I've seen, so, sorry to anybody that wants eggs laid in them. No, no, it's okay. It's the official way to do Easter, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've are seen they, them. Those, I've seen those. Yeah. Oil? Yeah. I want one of them. We need one for the show now. Must be hunted down and found. Hunted down and found. So, you know, The Simpsons is pretty groundbreaking in itself. It was a Carol Burnett spinoff show. Originally, it was on the Carol Burnett show, I think, back in the day. Great uh, Yeah. And you got the, you know, it, it had that. It's gone through the different looks. You know what I mean? It's, of course, the same vibe, but you have, like, that earlier Simpsons look. You know what I mean? Like, when they got the dog and the Santa's helper dog and stuff and before that and nowadays i actually i haven't sat down to watch a new simpsons episode in a while they're still going right yeah they're still going did they announce uh uh, like that they're ending anytime soon or they dropped the character didn't they habu didn't they drop habu or something like that yeah yeah because it was uh um uh uh, politically insensitive they fucking canceled them (laughs) they canceled the poo they canceled them out yeah the fucking quickie mutt dude Yep. Yeah, and uh, Hank Azaria had to apologize for it. Get out of here. They should have had him be like a, during that, like a throw, flashback 9-11, and then somebody killed him, beat him to death. Back around those tough times, you know what I mean, to keep it relevant, you know. Would have made it a little more accurate. Yeah, poor guys. It's, uh, I feel bad, I feel bad for him. I wonder, he can get, I'm surprised they just didn't give him his own spinoff show, realistically, to make up for it. That would like work probably. It's just ah, oh, that is so stupid. Freaking cartoon. Somebody got up offended and they're like, "We get sued for a billion dollars, or we can just take it out." But everybody's kind of apologetic for their their earlier years and stuff nowadays. It seems so. It's one of those things. One of them things. Everybody here, fan fan of the Simpsons. We got anybody who doesn't like the Simpsons. Yeah, I. I mean, I watched a few episodes. I ne- I never was like a diehard fan. I mean, I enjoy them, but uh, I was always kind of middle of the road with them. My favorite thing was the erasers that came and was it Burger King? Yeah, I like it was like the coolest thing to have in school. If you had like the eraser that goes on the pencil with all the Simpsons characters, that was definitely a thing. I think I had that actually. Um... <laughs> Are you guys getting into the Halloween McDonald's Happy Meal craze going on right now? I kind of feel like if it says adult, it should have alcohol in it. And <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's they're it very. Be- yeah. <laughs> you can always pour booze in there. That's true. <laughs> hey, I had a friend that would uh, smuggle um, rum in an a- a apple juice container into work. 
You don't have to say a friend, Alex, when you're talking about yourself. It's okay. <laughs> We're all friends here. I want. Uh, I like the new toys though that the McDonald's released with like the double eyes and stuff. It's very Behold the Pill podcast. It's very trippy looking. You know, I might just go buy them. If you go to the right McDonald's, you can just buy them already. You know what I mean? Yeah. What What are those toys? So it's like Grimace, the Hamburglar, um, the French Fry Girl, whatever her name was. They'll all be canceled in a month. Yeah, and then there was another one. Was uh, it the Mayor McCheese? Might be Mayor McCheese. The one with like the like the striped black and white striped. He almost looked like oh, a, that's a hamburger. That's okay. hamburger. Right. Yeah, up to date on my character from McDonald's. Jeez, dude, man, how can you call yourself a, a fan if you don't? I know. don't. I stopped eating McDonald's. It makes me depressed. Out of all the fast food joints, McDonald's is the one that will make me feel depressed like an hour later. I still got to go through for the fries. If they make the best fries. They do have I, the best fries. They got to get me. And they're, when their machine's up and running for the milkshakes. When they're up and running, yeah. Very few and far between on that. You know what I, mean? I can tell you how many uh, hot dogs it takes to clog a McDonald's toilet. <laughs> got the actual number on that, huh? Yeah, I got to unclog 42 hot dogs from a McDonald's toilet before. Oh, jeez. That's three in the morning. Somebody went into the bathroom and stuffed 42 hot dogs down a toilet. Somebody was unhappy about not getting their milkshake. I think that's what that is. I think they were a little preoccupied. They had machines. That that does bring in the type of who who would the type of question of the type of person that would you know do that just sit, sit there and dump a package of hot dogs into a toilet. Hey <laughs> hey, listen, I I've gone into work where literally someone decided to piss all over like a whole bunch of toilet paper uh, for no apparent reason. I mean, it's like really why why there's no no reason to do that other than being an asshole. Because I hate. Because I'll, I'll I'll be open with everybody here. I, if I if I if I have a bad really bad if I have a really bad situation with somebody at a store and they upset me enough, I have been known to go piss on the floor in the bathroom. Drop a okay, in the sink. It. I, will. I don't go that nice far. Store. I don't go that far. Very DJ stand the man like when he stands in between the bathroom and he'll piss on the wall. <laughs> You know, I might have seen that in real life looking down before, you know what I mean, when I was doing it type <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? But it might have been based on live actual events. Yeah, I think it might have been. I wouldn't shit on the floor. That's barbaric. Come no, on. It isn't. That's fucking no, it isn't. I, I, I know people who've done this many a times. Stop by well, there. I wish I had the. I, I, if I could throw up, I'd throw up. If I, you know, I don't want to stick my finger down my throat, go heavy with them. But if they made me sick with their activity, I'd have to blame them and throw up all over their establishment. Um, yeah. Hey, were, were the hot dogs frozen? How did you know how many were there? Oh, I counted them. The second I seen the whole thing, I'm like, well, this is too much. So I just started counting. One, two, three, four. By the time I hit like 20, I was pulling them out of the toilet. So there was gloves involved, at least. That's good. There's Man, a that is so viral video. 
Now, and that McDonald's had a great hot dog sale that week, to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, no, these hot dogs were definitely brought in from outside. <laughs> what they were doing with them, I have no idea, but they tried to get rid of them real quick. Traveling hot dogs? Well, if, if you cut them open, you'll find out that there's, like, stashes of, like, heroin in each oh. one of the hot dogs. And they were trying to smuggle it out, but the feds were onto them, so they had to get rid of them. It was literally like gold bars, like encased in hot dogs, and I just threw them all out. I've been there, buddy. I've been there. Damn it! Would you feel better if they were ballpark and not bar s or something like that? No, these were like they they got these at the the dollar bin. Well, that's where I got my hot dogs. So it's all good. It's all um, quickie mat from a poop. Yeah, <sighs> that's what happened to my poop. Actually, got turned into hot dogs. She had to get rid of them all. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, maybe somebody was on some heavy-duty hallucinogenic, and they thought that they needed to get rid of those hot dogs from their house, and the only thing they could think of doing was bringing them to the McDonald's bathroom and shoving them down there, because then they can't be blamed for it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind taking that trip. That'd be a fun night. If you're, if you're that fucked up or you think you need to do that, woo! Scary stuff. It, just as scary as some of the predictions that the Simpsons have made over the years. You know what I mean? We'll get into this. And, uh, you know, we've all seen them. We've all heard about them. You know, every now and then there's a big deal where they'll throw up all the thing on the media and they'll go, Simpsons predicted this. Wah! You know what I mean? And it's kind of airy sometimes, you know, when, when, when these things happen. But we're going to jump into like 20 or so. Of these predictions, you know what I mean? That it's truly horrifying, real deal stuff, okay? You might not be able to sleep after this episode of Behold the Pill podcast, but that's good for October. So without further ado, we're going to pop on in. All right? First up, we're going to go with The Three-Eyed Fish from Season 2, Episode 4. Um, in 2008, The Simpsons showed Homer trying to vote for Barack Obama in the U.S. general election, but faulty machine changed. A ch- faulty machine changed his vote. You know what I mean? I think that might be getting into another one. Yes, I think so. I think so. Yes. So the three-eyed fish in the Simpsons 1990 episode, and uh, that became a real issue when they stumbled into a real three-eyed fish. You know what I mean? Blinky, the fish they named it Blinky. Yes, yes, yes. That was a classic episode. I would wear that on a shirt. No. Um, like I was saying, the two, in 2008, when the Simpsons showed Homer trying to vote for Barack Obama in the U.S. Uh, general election, but the faulty machine changed his vote. Four years later, the, a voting machine in Pennsylvania had to be removed after it kept changing people's votes for Barack Obama to ones for the Republican rival Mitt Rodney. Can't they just change the name to whoever they want to vote for? Isn't that how it goes? But, you know, that one, you know, let's catch up a little bit. As we go through them, we'll think we'll talk a little bit about the realities of prediction or just kind of trying to figure out what would be somewhat realistically funny. You know what I mean? Like the fish, the three-eyed fish, as far back as things go, go, you know, I believe that he's fishing in a pond that's like a toxic waste or something from his nuclear yeah. plant in it. And um, so that's kind of a gag that's been going back for a long, long time. 
Kind of reminds me of that Married with Children episode where they got the uh, Andy Griffith opening. You guys oh, yeah. remember that episode? And they're all they like <laughs> fishing in the toxic waste, and like Bud has like a tail at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> funny stuff. Yeah. Well, yep. when you have so much, uh, so many companies just you know getting rid of their toxic waste uh, willy nilly and not giving a crap about the uh, environment. You got all kinds of mutations. I mean, anything is possible. I still don't believe that we're going to find the mutation for superpowers, but hey, an extra extra eyeball, now that's more believable. <laughs> you got to get the extra eyeballs in order to get to the superpowers, though. That's how it goes. It's, are you willing to do the sacrifice of all the extra eyeballs to get to that superhero ability? That's the true question. I feel like I'd rather get augmented. Yeah, that's the deal. Give me a cyber eye. I'll take it. Cyber eye is the future, I think, anyways. Instead of keys, they'll do cyber eyes. It'll be the future. You You don't pay for your eye, they just shut it off. Like, oh, (laughs) shit. If they could, they would. Think about that. They definitely would. Remember the uh, movie Repo Man? Of course. Which one? Repo, the genetic opera. Oh, that's horrifying. Well, uh, the, I was thinking of the first one with, I think, Emilio S. Yeah, that's the good one. There's also a Jude Law one, I believe, and Lawrence yeah. Fishburne, I think. Well, yeah, that one is, I think, a remake of the Emilio <laughs> S. Is it? I don't I know. I think so. All right. No, don't they repo people's organs or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, whole Emilio Estevez is just a repo, like a, like a teenage kid who gets a job. Uh, repoing cars with this like badass oh. repo dude, and then they repo a car with like an alien in the back. Truck. Oh, is, okay. It's a good uh, movie. I, I thought I thought that Emilio Estevez was that on the same. No, that's more that. weird, awkward sci-fi. It has like a okay. weird sci-fi element to it. It's a good movie though. <clears throat> Criterion put it out in a beautiful edition, just like your uh, arsenic and old lace. I was meaning to tell you they put that Criterion put that out. Yeah, nice. This this month I think. So. You know, with voting machines, as far as they go, that's kind of something, I mean, that's not super, a super-duper prediction, you know what I mean? Because they've been cheating for for since the beginning of time, so the fact that, you know, it would flip like that would work. I don't quite remember that episode that well, <clears throat> but um, they had their finger on the pulse as usual with uh, the good old uh, voting. You know what I mean? Now, one thing I remember, of course, very big, very big, the censorship of Michelangelo's David from season two, episode nine. You know what I mean? And that's where they, uh, they said, they sent from the Simpsons, they put pants on the dude. You know what I mean? They don't want to show his parts because his parts are usually shown. They showed Bart's parts in the movie, I remember. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, my opinion is since I, uh, uh, Michael uh, uh, David's, uh, 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 I mean, Michael uh, Angelo's David, uh, if I remember correctly, he wasn't very impressive to begin with. So I don't think anyone's missing <laughs> hiding his 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 twig and berries. Compared to you, mm-hmm. nobody's impressive. Ooh. Ouch. That was a that was a fucking compliment. What yeah, you? it was. That was a that <laughs> was a slam on everyone else, bro. That shows you're emotional. <laughs> that shows your 
Your trauma. I just I, I breached your trauma right there. Oh, you got me. Kid. You're not used to compliments. Um, so Alex, no, but, you don't need to flash that thing in front of the camera anymore. Put it away. What can I say? When you got it, you got to flaunt it. You know? That's, it's getting a bit much, all right? Uh, I'll, I'll try to put it away, but it's just too big. For the day. Look at the, the beard on that thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? It has a mind of its own. That's true. That's what they're saying. So this Michelangelo statue, you know, an episode from 1990 titled Itchy and Scratchy in the Marge showed Spring, uh, Springfieldians protesting against Michelangelo's statue of David being exhibited in the local museum, calling the artwork obscene for its nudity. Uh, the satire of censorship came true in two, uh, 2016 when Russian campaigners voted on whether to clothe a copy of the Renaissance statue. Uh, that had been set up in the central St. Petersburg. Like Alex said, like, yeah, I remember just be, like, if I remember correctly, it's not, it's like, it's just like a bump. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, it's not like a full, you know, the full deal. You know what I mean? A little well, stone, stone acorn there. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I mean, the thing is that uh, the thing with censorship has always been a hot topic, uh, Throughout the ages, I mean, it's like every oh fuck, like every almost every ten years, you have someone who goes to a school board saying, "Oh, you can't uh, can't teach like Huckleberry Finn or Tom Sawyer uh, and you know, other uh, books because of the the uh, the time period, the the terminology that they use and." I mean, heck, it's like, well, if you read actually those books, I mean, Samuel Clemens, you know, Mark Twain, his whole thing was satirizing the the uh, time that he lives in. He, he was literally making fun and pointing out, saying, this is wrong and this is why it's wrong. Yeah. And and the thing is, you can't, you can't just... Uh, look at something and like, oh, this terminology, these words are, are not good words, not nice, and we shouldn't use those. True. But, I mean, the thing is, you have to also look at the time things are made. Same thing with, like, David. I mean, during that time, making statues with full genitalia, both men and women, that was the mark of the times. Okay? And yeah. it is a, a wonderful piece of artwork. I mean, should we then just, you know, get rid of any artwork that, that you know, you can say, oh, it's it's a little bit too much or it shows too much. It's like, you know, you start going through and, and you'll have nothing back. Yeah? yeah. You'd be erasing all of history. And the fact is that if there's something in history, whether we're talking about books or whether we're talking about statues and all that, that you don't agree with, okay? Yeah. The point is to open a discussion, to discuss, okay, why is this a problem? Why do you have uh, a bad feeling about this, okay? You don't throw it away. You don't destroy it. You don't be like, oh, I don't like this. This has to be, you know, locked up and never seen again. I mean, the fact is that I got news for you. History Everyone's history is full of 
dark, twisted, and you know, messed up shit. Yeah. And the only way you deal with it is to talk about it, not to throw things away or try to hide it. I agree. I agree. Cindy, as a female, were you offended? Well, I just, I wanted to just kind of say that I think that at some point, maybe it is in 2016, maybe 1990, I don't know. There has like been this war on, on men and war on masculinity and it rages to this day, in my opinion, um, you know, there's, there was definitely um, shots fired. And I think this is a good start of when that started to happen. It's and like right now, if I whip out my tits and start like feeding a kid and you say anything, they're coming for you. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Oh. But a little penis and like everybody's all up in arms. I think it's a little bit more significant um, and, and definitely shots fired at just being a man. They just don't want men anymore for some reason. I could feel David turning his grave when you said little penis. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The poor guy, dude. He, that that statue just cracked hey. right on the fucking back. Hey, he hey, during like the, during that time, that was considered a huge <laughs> dick. Okay. That was a real, yeah, meaty selection. Okay. Yeah, he was considered well endowed during that time. <laughs> so you can imagine all the extremely less <laughs> endowed guys during that time. Stroth. Hmm. What's think, half an inch? <laughs> you think they got them in some uh, Lululemons or uh, some Levi's? Mm. <laughs> I, I'm aiming for Levi's. I'm gonna hope for Levi's. You never uh, know. Just sl- slip them into some skinny jeans. It'll work out. It'll help, you know, accentuate the bulge. I'm surprised they don't just take it off. Just cut it off at this point. You know what I mean? No. Ow. Just Even just think about it, it hurts me. Just a statue, Alex. Pull a chip, knock it right off. Yeah. You could you could knock it off and you could uh, reform it into a vagina and then I think everything will be all right. Then nobody will be upset. That's what I heard. That's what I heard, at least. I don't know. Buddy Butterfuga was telling me. So next up, we have The Letter from the Beatles. Woo! Season 2, Episode 18. In 1991, an episode of The Simpsons saw the Beatles' Ringo Starr. Maybe the most least favorite of the Beatles, you know what I mean? But yeah, this Hey, 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 I love Ringo. Ringo's my, my, my pal, man. I love Ringo. Ringo was st- starred in Caveman, directed by Carl Gottlieb, friend of the network. Um, but he diligently was answering fan mail, which he would be the one answering fan mail, I feel. So kudos to him um, that had been written decades ago. In September of 2013, two Beatles fans from Essex received a reply from Paul McCartney uh, to a letter and recording they sent to this band 50 years ago. The recording was sent to a London theater. The band was due to play play at, but was found years later in a car boot sale by a historian. I was going to say, if they were going to say that the Beatles responded, you know, 30, 50 years ago, that's quite a stretch. Uh, in 2013, the BBC, you know, that's kind of, that's what we call the Boombastic cast too, Hawk, which you know, lawsuit on our hands. The one show reunited the pair with their letter. Hmm. Plus the reply from McCartney. So they got their letter back. They got their reply back. And it's kind of cra- crazy to think of you sending it to the, you know, for anybody that's been in a band or anything like that that's performed or you know, screened a film or whatever, the fact that they would send something to the venue and expect them to give it to you is very far fetched of an idea to have a. Well, it depends, how, how, 
depends on how old the uh, fans were. I mean, if, I if the fans were like, you know, uh, some teenage kids or something, they might not know any better. Well, I'm sure they didn't know any better. I'm sure if, yeah. if they knew any better, they wouldn't waste their time. That was the, they, They've been waiting for 50 years for that record contract from that music <laughs> that they sent them. You know what I mean? Or like well, those songs ended up like they, they coincidentally just wound up on Beatles albums after the fact and they all had hard lives. Hey, Jude, well. yeah, hey did Jude, you get that. my letter? Yeah. Well, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Um, so that one's interesting. You know, I, you know, <clears throat> making fun of the Beatles answering fan mail from years, 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 years past. I mean, I know, I bet they have on open mail from years, years past. It's just, I don't think, like, the, I don't, I don't think real bands actually, like, listen, do those letters. I think that they're, like, little support team around them, like, responds back and sends, you know, eight by, they sign 500 eight by tens. And they, they say, when you need more, just let us know and we'll sign some more for you. But, you know, it's like Cindy Lou, me and Cindy Lou were having a conversation before this, how she was working with somebody and they requested like handwritten things, you know what I mean? And uh, like what you're doing is kind of like what I feel like the bands would do. They'd be like, all right, well, you know, send something nice out to them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's not surprising at all. Um, Ringo, I support Ringo now. <laughs> but that was kind of cool that they reunited the letter with them and, uh, you know, they communicated with McCartney. The letter was telling John Lennon to be careful in New York. <laughs> John Lennon, what's up for a guy named David Chapman? Cool. Or Yoko, Yoko fucking Ono, what's her name? Yoko Ono, right? Yeah. Interesting. All right. So now the sideburns of MLB great Don Mattingly. All right. Season three, episode 17. In the 1992 episode, Homer at the Bat, Mr. Burns recruits Major League Baseball players for his softball team. I remember this episode, including the then New York Yankees first baseman, Don Mattingly. The Married with Children also did an episode just like this, where they brought in football players. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's they had very, Bubba Smith on that one. Yeah, yeah, Bubba Smith, exactly. It's very weird that they're, they're crossing over because they're on the same network, if I remember correctly around the same time. Um, now, Mr. Burns ends up benching Mattingly for not following the policy he has for the length of the player's sideburns, which is a New York thing, I think. New York Yankees are big on that. This actually happened to the Yankee captain in real life, yeah. In 1991, Yankees owner George Steinbrenner fined him $250, and Mattingly was benched for not adhering to the boss's rule on hair length. Benched, being benched is worse than that 250, you know what I mean? That 250 is kind of McDonald's food for him. And when the episode aired a year later, everyone thought The Simpsons was uh, spoofing the event, but it turned out that Mattingly had recorded his lines for the episode a month before his standoff with Steinbrenner. <clears throat> it's very possible that he was t- in the he was in the dugout in the clubhouse talking about being on the Simpsons. Yeah, and that, that caused that the got, whole idea. Yeah, that's that you know that gag got brought up and it got all the way back to George and George was like, "I can be involved in this story now," and then uh, gave him the deal because two hundred and fifty bucks is nothing. That's literally big, like fucking bubblegum money for the game. You know what I mean? That's there, there's 
the people, the, 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 the super athletes, dude, 250 bucks is, they just laugh it off. Go, That's fine. Probably be like 25 grand now. Yeah. Yeah. They I always laugh happen. when they get fined. When they get fined money for doing stupid things, it's always comedic. All right, next up. This is a big one. But this one you can kind of go with, you know, just being fate. The Siegfried and Roy Tiger Attack. Uh, season 5, episode 10. <laughs> that tiger is all jacked up. He looks like trouble. Now, the Simpsons parodied entertainers uh, Siegfried and Roy in 1993. Uh, the 1993 episode called Springfield, or How I Learned to Stop Warring and Love, Legalized Gambling. Next take on Dr. Strangelove. During the episode, the magicians are viciously mauled uh, by a trained white tiger while performing in a casino. And in 2003, Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy was attacked during a live performance uh, by Monticore, one of their white tigers. Roy lived but sustained serious injuries in the attack. Did that end the show? Does anybody know? I almost feel like that was a wrap on their whole like. Yeah, scene. that that was like it. Yeah, because he got like really fucked up if I remember correctly. Like that, he got torn apart like pretty heavy. Caught him in the jugular. They're, they're, yeah. no, they're, they're still in Vegas okay. um, because I, I went there maybe 2013, and not that they're performing, but you can like go through and see like the White Tigers and stuff. I think I was like at the Mandalay Bay. And you can still go through and see, you know, the tribute there to them. They're they're there. I just don't know that they're performing. If you got them in the jugular, now they're a Penn and Teller act. One oh, of them. Oh. I just Ooh. picture like walking down a hallway, <laughs> and there's like Siegfried and Roy in these cases, just spinning around. Like here they are. <laughs> go little, take a look. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. robotic. They'll be ro- fully robotic soon, John. Uh, don't worry. When they they die, they'll probably you know uh, uh, stuff them and then put them like in in the front of like uh, one of the big hotels. I wonder yeah. if they killed the 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 tiger. I think they have to after they get a taste uh, of blood. Un- right? un- unfortunately, a lot of times when you have a wild animal and it does attack, uh, they do put the animal down. Right. And the fact of you know the <clears throat> finally one uh, one yeah, of the emotional. tigers. You got an emotional? No, we got a frog in the throat. Dermot says hello. <laughs> but, but I mean, the thing is, it's not out. It, it's one of those things that it's not surprising. I mean, when you're dealing with wild animals, yeah. no matter how well you train them or how close you feel like you are to them, they're still wild animals. So, I mean, all it does is it takes one bad day you to, you know, the the tiger be, you know, just pushed too far and then decides, you know what, screw this guy. I've been jumping through hoops for him for how many years? I'm going to, you know, rip his throat out. Not even a bad day. Like with an animal thing, you're going to feel like even like a smell, like a smell coming out of the kitchen or something that they're, you know, a, per, a cologne or a perfume. Like, the wrong thing could set these animals into a crazy, you know, stir, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's tricky, but yeah. that one's, I, like, that's an unfortunate one, but it's, like, it's almost like you're, you're playing with fire. Eventually, you're going to get burned yeah. type of deal. You know what I mean? I feel like everyone in the world was waiting for that shit to happen. Like, it was going to happen. It yeah. took it took them long enough, Jesus. <laughs> in 2003, so that was kind of the beginning of like, I don't know if cell phone videos were that big at that point. I think they could have took pictures, but I don't know if cell phone videos were rolling in that era. 
Otherwise, that would be on good old, you know, rotten.coms and stuff like that, live leagues, doing it big. I want to almost say there was footage of it. World Star? World Star, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there was um, uh, a time, a time in SeaWorld where one of the killer whales just grabbed uh, the trainer and just drove the trainer down and, and drowned her. I mean, things like that when you're dealing with animals in captivity and making them, you know, do tricks. You know, all it takes is, you know, something to set them off and, and uh, you know, the rest is history. That's true. Tiger King. Yeah. Pre-Tiger King deal. You know, uh, Monty Cora the Tiger is doing hard time time with the stingray that killed Steve Irwin. That's the fun fact. <laughs> They're they both fucking, on the same cell block. They're on death row together. Yeah. <laughs> they gave uh, the tag to Mike Tyson to get him to learn a lesson. Fed him to his pigeons. Beat him up and yeah. fed him to the pigeons. Oh, Mike taught him a lesson. He always does. He always does. All right. Horse meat. <clears throat> Horse meat scandal. This one's going to really get you emotional. Huh? Season 5, episode 19. Woo! Assorted horse meat. Um, with more testicles. That's funny. Um, now, in 1994, lunch lady Doris used assorted horse parts to make lunch for students at Springfield Elementary. Nine years later, the Food Safety Authority of Ireland found horse DNA in over one-third of beef burger samples from supermarkets and ready meals in pig in 85% of them. That's not too surprising because we've all here had, you know, cafeteria lunch food, and they're quite questionable. You know, I don't know what they're feeding kids nowadays. Food. Food, yeah. It's like McDonald's is food type deal. Yeah. I mean, the thing is the um, the use of horse meat in place of other meat uh, is actually not an uh, uncommon thing. It has been done plenty of times. The only thing is when they're actually caught doing it. Hmm. Um. Yeah, because I mean, I remember back in oh shit, the um nineties, I think it was. Yeah. I was watching something about something similar to that, where you know they found out that a supermarket chain was getting uh, cheap horse meats and mixing it in with you know burgers and that kind of stuff. I mean, why, what's the biggest? Di- what's the big difference with the horse meat and cow meat? Again, realistically, um, that's a good question. I honestly don't just, know. I think it's the same I, reason why we don't eat dogs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- <laughs> I think it, I mean going off what she said. I think it's more of a thing of like you you look at horses and dogs and cats as you know more like I guess a better quality of of animal animal that we have more respect for. But in the end, I mean, if you cook it properly, you probably won't cause any problems, you know, if you eat it. But it's still kind of like, you know, people uh, feel better eating pigs and cows than eating horses. It's not regulated either um, by the government. So no one's really sure if it's safe to eat or not. But they don't regulate. The cows are like super regulated. Yeah. But the horses, no one's really regulating that. I feel like horse would be kind of tough. Yeah, I can see that. It's muscly. Like all muscle, yeah. 
you know, Jeffrey Dahm was eating people. And if he wasn't getting sick from that, then I feel like, uh, you know, he could eat some horse meat and be all right. If the statue of David had horse meat, it wouldn't have had an issue either. Mm-hmm. It'd be well desired. Um, 68, 85% of them had pig. That's, I mean, pig, I don't see no big deal. Pigs in pretty much everything anyway, so it's not a big deal. You know, I don't hot dogs. We were talking about hot dogs earlier. That's like the worst stuff of all time thrown into that. I still like a good hot dog, man. I do too, but there's some horrible stuff within. I'll go to like a BJ's wholesale just to get those hot dogs. The ones they got in their little rollers there. Oh, like the good ones? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah, I get it. If you're going to eat a hot dog, you're probably better off going for the uh, better of them. Definitely make sure they taste good. I like the ones that pop. All right. Autocorrect up in here. Season six, episode eight. School bullies. Kearney and Dolph take a memo to beat up Martin on a Newton device in an episode of The Simpsons that aired in 1994. The memo gets quickly translated to eat up Martha, an early foreshadowing of autocorrect frustrations. The Simpsons was lampooning Apple's underwhelming Newton. I don't remember the Newton. Uh, the iPhone's ancient ancestor that had just been released and included shoddy handwriting recognition, uh, according to Fast Company. Now, Natin Ganatra, former director of engineering and iOS applications at Apple, told Fast Company that this particular moment on The Simpsons served as an inspiration to get the iPhone keyboard right. Okay, I guess they're poking fun at him, so now that's why they want to get it right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we still have the autocorrect issues. It's I mean, that, yeah, I, I that, heard the new iPhones have actually kind of like nailed it on it. Really? Yeah. I mean, with heard, the I heard. I don't it know. Should. I mean, that's one of those things that it shouldn't be a lot of the time when I, you have a flub up with an autocorrect, it like it doesn't need, it changes it to something that doesn't even make sense, kind of. So it's like all that has to do is kind of recognize a regular real sentence type deal. And if we can figure that out, I'll uh, be all right. I don't even know why we're texting anymore, why we're not just thinking or talking, blah, 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 but it's there. I need to get augmented soon. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Smartwatches, you know, keep with technology. <laughs> I want to get an antenna in my forehead like a unicorn. <laughs> a nice thick antenna coming out the front of your forehead. I dig that. They'll be throwing pants over that later. Keep your eyes off my antenna, buddy. <laughs> Dude, if you had an antenna on your head, you would have to wear that shirt. Keep your, your eyes off my antenna. Hey, my eyes are down yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, then the real question is, is your antenna as big as David's junk or is this- Oh, it's smaller or bigger. Bigger, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm augmenting myself. It's going to be an upgrade from two inches, no matter what. <laughs> that two and a half. Ooh. Ooh. I'll take two and a quarter, thanks. Hey, it was. That's all you really need. That's all you really need. Hey, it looks like a penis, only smaller. <laughs> Tic Tac like. Smartwatches. Season six, episode 19. Uh, the Simpsons introduced the idea of a watch you could use as a phone in an episode aired in 1995, nearly 20 years before the Apple Watch was released. 
I mean, Star Trek, I think, used that same type of deal, right? Well, actually, even Predator. before Star Trek, before Star Trek, you had Dick Tracy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, oh, Dick God, Tracy yeah. is, is, I mean, if, if we're going to be talking about uh, people that have come up with ideas that are now commonplace, Dick Tracy was the one that started with, with the um, communicator uh, 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 watch. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, and and of course, I mean, going off with like uh, you know Star Trek and all that. There's so many just regular TV shows and films and all that where they have a cool idea and they create it, and then later on, you know, someone actually makes it a a legit product uh, that you can buy. I mean, cell phones with the you know communicators and Star Trek is a perfect example. And in this case, you know, Dick Tracy's, you know, watch phone to, you know, the, uh, um, you know, the one that they have now, the, you know, the smartwatches. Mm. It's pretty much the exact same, same concept. Yeah. I think they had Jetsons too. I yeah. think probably right on that too, yeah. Yeah, so that's just, yeah, so I don't know how much of a prediction that is, but the invention of the shard. Uh, season six, episode nineteen, the Lisa wedding episode from nineteen ninety five came with a lot of unexpected predictions. During Lisa's trip to London, we see a skyscraper behind Tower Bridge that looks eerily similar to the Shard, and it's e it is e uh, and it is even in the right location. Uh, construction on the building started in 2009, 14 years later. So supposedly in the animation of uh, when they're looking through London, you can see this building that in real life hasn't been built yet, but what, 19 years later? 14 years? Uh, 14, yeah. 14 years later, it was built. And it, if you look at like the animated London, it, it looks like, you know, where Big Ben is, you know, it looks where... Uh, you can tell where that shard's supposed to be. I'm not familiar with the shard. <laughs> it's just it's like, like a hotel or like a fancy building in, in London. Okay. Um, I think what's interesting is like throughout time, you know, there's there's the Oracle of Delphi, there's Nostradamus, um, Gene David, uh, Gene Dixon predicted um, JFK's assassination, but there is Baba Vanga. And I and I've been no, I didn't know too much about this person, um, but um, you know they predicted time travel in the year twenty three oh four, predicted the nine eleven tsunami, uh, predicted nine eleven the tsunami um, in two thousand eleven, and um, and I I want to say that they predicted Trump and Putin um, like that their, their lives would be in danger right now, but um, I think the most if I have to figure out what's going on with the Simpsons, you know, the fact that there is another um, fortune teller out there, Baba Vanga, that predicted time travel in, in the year 2304 is, is super possible that that that's a product of that. And time travel is one of those, it's like science fiction, you know what I mean? So it's like they'll always... Like as, as long as as far back as people's had imagination, they've probably thought about what it'd be like to go back, jump back and forth. I think I think right now that science is at a point now where two particles are in two different places at the same time, and, and I think that's time travel. That's something, yeah. I mean, 
two different. That's interesting. So they can they take the same particle, like they, they can take the almost particle. two people. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like. I know, I, I know we're talking about that, but yeah, it, it's really it's something that's just happened, and they're and they're able to uh, to have the same particle be in two places at once. I think that'd be more like a dividing type thing or like a cloning than like a time thing, but I could be wrong. It's a deal where I know I can't do either. Unfortunately, I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working every day to get better, but it's, uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, every now and then they have people pop up, you know, that say they're time travelers and they have a good kind of story. Our bell had a couple of them on his radio show and, uh, you know, they say that time is more linear, linear, and it's not quite, it's not quite a straight line. Where as much as it is like a big mass of like things going in all different places, and there's different. They think that we're like we are living with the past, so to speak, almost. You know what I mean? As we live our life, then the people from the past are living their life. It can get really weird. It can turn into a really weird discussion. That's why we see ghosts. That's why we see ghosts. I mean, realistically, that would be a good take on it. Like a time thing like that would be a good take on it because then that would almost make a little Ray Booten ain't here. To, to, I'd love to hear his opinion on that, but we'll yeah, that run would, this like, one by him. I know that would, that would be, that would definitely be a good representation of uh, what a ghost could be for sure. It's interesting. I never dove too deep into the, you know, different times going at the same time, but it's interesting for sure. Alex, what do you think up there? Oh, uh, the what, time, time travel? Yeah, what type of world are we living in here? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, as as a, uh, a lover of sci-fi and all that, time travel stories have always always been a uh, cool concept. I always thought that was uh, kind of a cool thing. I mean, I personally can't wrap my head around it being uh, uh, something that can really happen. I mean, I just, I mean, I'd have to do like some major research to try it because, I mean, the way my brain works, it's like, you know, the past is the past, the future is the future, and we're right now stuck in the present. And the fact of being able to take someone from one time and then, I mean, bring them back uh, forward in time, especially if that person's also in that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, we've got so many stories and all that about the possibilities of, like, the universe imploding if you met your past self at at the same time or and I mean, it, it's like I said. I mean, it's it's some. I'm open to the possibility. I just can't see that being a reality at this time. I mean, heck, maybe in the future they can figure it out. Then in that case, uh, that scares me more than a lot of other things because if 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 well, if time travel becomes real, hmm. okay. The real question is who's going to control it. Not, not it's going us. to be like the it's going to be the government, or it's going to be someone in control. And of course, if that's the case, they're going to use it for their own, you know, benefits for themselves, not the benefit of mankind. So, I mean, if someone who ends up in control of the futuristic, you know, time travel uh, ability, 
I mean, heck, they can go back and, you know, wipe out someone that, you know, uh, did a lot of good because it would, you know, help them have more profits in the future. So, I mean, honestly, to be perfectly honest, if time travel actually becomes an actual real thing, that would scare the shit out of them. Because if someone has that power or people have that ability to do that, no one's going to go back and kill Hitler. They're going to go back and get, like, stock tips on Apple before Apple was anything. Right. Okay? And then, you know, you're going to get more and more people finding ways of screwing the system so that they and them, uh, their, their friends become more and more wealthy. We already have enough of that problems now. Can you imagine if those people got the ability to, like, go back in time and change things to better themselves. And right. like I said, the whole idea scares the shit out of me. Nice. I think, I think I found it. It was March yeah. 10th, 2022 scientists successfully send a particle back in time using a quantum computer. So they did figure out the math problem to send something back in time, but to move the particle, um, it would need like such a great amount of force that doesn't exist yet. So I think they worked out the math on it, but, the amount of force it would take to move a particle is just something that they're not able to achieve at this time. Well, well, well I'm hoping that they never achieve that because they will. I mean, they're like trying. They're not going to stop trying. No. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're never going to stop trying, but you know, it's hope that, uh, I mean, if it was hard enough to do that for just one particle and uh, we as humans have a lot more than just one particle. Let's hope that they aren't able to find a way to successfully send anyone back in time. Because I can only see a lot of bad shit happening. Mm. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you, man. Because I can't see it being used for good at all. Right. Imagine if it was, we didn't know it. Imagine if humanity destroyed itself. Or would have many a times, but people like we look at we look at things around us how they're not too fantastic now. But maybe, maybe there's 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 uh, bizarro situations where everybody would have been so, dead. So you're saying that we are living in the best possible future right now? Like let's say in 1992, a comet hit and destroyed everything. <laughs> But people went back and figured out a way not to have that comet hit us. But we deal with shitty stuff now. But in comparison, you know, they're better than what that is. Even well, that's, COVID, that's true. But it would I mean, be better than that. Yeah. All right. All right. Since since we're going down let's go down rabbit hole with time travel. All right. So, so we just hit an asteroid. We just hit an asteroid. Yeah, the comet. True. That's the true. end. I think. But but I mean, heck, then then you stuck with um. Probably the only good uh, film Ashton Kutcher ever did, which is Butterfly Effect. That, all right, let's say we uh, a, a comet was supposed to hit us like in 1992 and yeah. they diverted it. So they do that, <clears throat> then there's going to be other shit that happens, and then they keep, ah, Butterfinger. But I mean, the fact is that you can't, can't, predict all the possible outcomes. So you're yeah. going to spend like the entire time fixing stuff 
coming back, realizing that something else got fucked up because of what you fixed. Then you have to keep going back and back and forth, trying to everything you fix is going to cause another set of shit that you have to then later go back and fix. Well, maybe that's the stuff like COVID or something, like a thing like that, that we deal with after it. There's a better movie called The Sound of Thunder, which is the same type of it's a book. It's based off of a book, too, which is all that whole deal of the expedition into the future to kill dinosaurs and one of the dudes gets scared and jump, jumps off the little track they're supposed to be on. And because of it, he kills a butterfly. And then the butterfly, because of that butterfly not being alive, it allows for like this other species to grow that eventually takes over the world. And then when these people come back to the regular time, uh, everything starts to like change. It's like the movie's really bad, but like the idea, like the right person could probably do something really cool with that story. You know what I mean? But I'm with you, man. It wouldn't be you, but, you know, things would be used for bad, of course. Um, you know, the way there's always these, the people, that, the powers that be that have all these tests, do all this crazy tests that nobody no- knows about. I assume time travel has to be tops on their list because well, that's the most I- powerful thing. If you think about it, if you, if you can time travel, it's like the superhero movies where, like, you never have to lose because you can always just hit rewind for a little bit. And or you can have the most famous TV show of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right back. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is that, uh, I mean, it, it, it kind of goes with uh, the fact, you know, saying that, okay, they figured out how to set a, a particle back in time. Yeah. It brings up the wise words of... Uh, of the one and only Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. You were so busy trying to decide, trying to find out whether you could do it, you never sat down and decided whether you should do it. And unfortunately, I think that's the case with a lot of issues. I mean, you got scientists too busy trying to figure out that instead of, you know, focusing on, how to uh, make sure that, you know, we don't, you know, get any massive droughts or, you know, stuff that will, you know, actually affect us on on more of an important level instead of, like, figuring, oh, yay, we figured out time travel. Let's go back and mess with uh, our, our timeline and hopefully we don't fuck it up more than there already is. I feel you. I went down this bizarre rabbit hole yeah found uh a like 10 years after the episode they after the episode aired they did find a a three-eyed fish in a city in argentina oh yeah it's it, it was near a power plant it's i mean it's only a matter of time with stuff like that yeah you know what i mean right there's probably three-eyed people walking around Probably. Yeah, I, I, my third eye is <laughs> on my back. Yeah, so I mean, I'm always watching weird. behind me, seeing what's sneaking up. Yeah, that would be like an advanced thing for sure. Yeah. That would be progression. The eyes in the back of the head. If we evolve, like the next evolution into what what it would be, you could have eyes in the back of your head. Yeah, well, definitely neither. Time travel becomes real, so you can you know uh, uh, keep an eye on. You know, and people sneaking up and, and just saying, oh, it's this about this person. We think this person is going to cause the next Armageddon. 
Only you can bring on the next Armageddon. Robotic Librarians, my friend. Season six, episode 19. Same episode as Lisa's Wedding. We discover that the librarians have been replaced with robots in the Simpsons universe. Uh, more than 20 years later, robotic students from the University of Aberystwyth built a prototype for a walking library robot, while scientists in Singapore have begun testing their own robot librarians. I mean, oh, great. that's really just a computer at the end of the day. Like, once you put a computer in a, li- in a library, that's half of the person's job right there. Even with it just on the table, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, but but in this case, you've got a, 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 a sexy monitor with those sexy horn glasses, no. sexy little pleated skirt, legs that go for miles, you know, the cute little, you know, librarian a robot just, you know, that this all mousy and, and hidden behind the sacks of books. Yeah, man. If you put a computer on a cart with wheels, you really don't need a librarian. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean that, that's going with the same thing as, as time travel. It's another thing that, yeah. okay, do you really need to make something that, first of all, will replace someone's job that really doesn't need to be I replaced? They, I don't think they really care too much about that, though. Yeah, I, they're, I, I, they're trying to cut down on the cost of labor. Convenient yeah, I, I, stuff over, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just talking about the morality aspect of it, not the the uh, monetary aspect. I mean, yeah. So I mean, heck, they're replacing cashiers with self-checkout, and you've got, you know, uh, robots <clears throat> yeah. taking over a lot of other jobs. Very soon you're going to have an even wider gap of that of, of the rich and the poor. Very soon, you know, the, the rich... That's the plan, buddy. Yes, you have been following I, along? What's going yes, on here? Dude, I know. I'm talking about the whole morality of the situation. I hear you. Okay? Which is the fact that that's what they're doing. That's what they're pushing forwards. And, of course, if we don't stand up and try to stop this at this point, very soon most of us won't even have jobs and we'll probably be, if we're lucky, grabbing scraps in the food line, you know, 10 years from now. It's part of the plan. The Jetsons had Rosie, didn't they? The Jetsons? Yeah. Where's my robot made? If that's what we're getting, where's my robot made? There will be a I'd, robot. I'd buy one. one I want it. Where is it? The first, it'll be like the Chucky robot made the first one that goes out, just starts killing everybody, folding them in half like laundry. I support. <laughs> I actually support that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, the question is how much they'll be asking for that robot made. It'll probably be. Well, look at the look at those like robotic dogs that they have. You see those videos of those like fucking robotic dogs, like yeah. dogs. A human couldn't fucking survive tuss- like one of those things, dude. They're smart. I've seen them like dodge around things and like they get thrown around. And they, like it doesn't bother them. They shoot them with guns and stuff. If those things went haywire, you if you had like literally five of those and they knew how to like ch- recharge themselves up and take care of themselves, those five robots could probably destroy fucking humanity. Town by town, move town yeah. by town. There's very little things that can stop those. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's five of them. Annihilation. Yeah, 
EMP, Sky, bro. Skynet's yeah, happening, yeah. boys. Fuck yeah, bro. And they got give them, like, teeth. Have, like, man's best friend so they can, like, <laughs> eat you like an animal, too. Imagine how horrifying that was where they, were, they had that the, 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 the chip snapped and they thought they were real animals. And they're predators mm-hmm. now. Now they're going out there and they got a taste for blood. They love it. Scary stuff, man. That's, like... That's horrifying because that is still the computer is getting us in the end and like technology going crazy. It's just not kind of the route that you regularly think about it going crazy with, you know what I mean? Scary. Might have to be a robot librarian for Halloween. (laughs) I think there's a uh, movie. Audio books. Yeah. I think there's a movie coming out called uh, Megan about like a a robotic uh, doll. That's like this girl's best friend. Right. Supposed to protect her yeah. and everything, and uh, in the trailer, there's one scene. This kid's like messing with the girl in the woods, and the doll just looks at him, and goes, "You should be running." <laughs> and then, like, yeah. the doll goes down on all fours and starts chasing after him. Like, holy shit, no! <laughs> I mean that that's definitely that works. They when they redid that child, the, did the child's play reboot movie. You know, the way they kind of upped it for new age technology was pretty smart. I like where they're going with that doll, too, because you can't exactly make Chucky run, like, have turbo legs and, like, run around and jump and stuff like that. But, like, you, you could, a new toy, you could do really anything with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, the discovery of the Higgs Boson equation. Um, now, Homer doing what turns out to be the Higgins Boss equations on The Simpsons. Uh, which is a, he was doing it to figure out like eating a donut, you know what I mean? Which is classic. Um, But in a 1998 episode called the wizard of evergreen terrace, Homer Simpson becomes an inventor and is shown in front of a complicated equation on the blackboard. According to Simon Singh, the author of the Simpsons and their mathematical secrets. uh, So the Simpsons got mathematical secrets to go with it as well, which I'd like to check into that. Um, the equation predicts the mass of the Higgs boson particle. It was first predicted in 1964 by Professor Peter Higgs and five other physicists, but it wasn't until 2013 that scientists discovered proof of the Higgs boson in uh, 10.4 billion, which is 13, uh, well, that's zero, I think, or whatever. It's a 13 billion us experiment. Thirteen billion dollar experiment. You know, you, you see numbers like that, you feel like you can really you can solve some like big problem, like real real problems that could you know like starvation and stuff like that, and all that. You know, all those weird things that you can think could never be fixed because there's so much of it. You start you know canceling some of these big thirteen billion dollar projects and putting the money elsewhere. You could probably do some serious fucking good. You know what I mean? But that ain't gonna happen. So, what do you guys think of this one? I mean, I uh, I heard that some of the writers on the show are really mathematicians. I believe it. Yeah. So it makes sense, you know. I think um, Conan O'Brien, I think, was a really smart dude too. I think like he might have been a mathematician or something like that. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean the thing is that uh, just with their basic knowledge, I mean they 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 saw that would be a cool thing to add into an episode. 
And I mean, the fact is that it was around from 1964. It's just not till 2013. It was actually proven to be real. So, yeah. So that's not too far-fetched. I agree. Uh, The Ebola outbreak, season nine, episode three. Some people maintain that the Simpsons predicted the 2014 outbreak of Ebola 17 years before it happened. In a scene from the episode Lisa's Sacks, Marge suggests a sick Bart read a book titled Curious George and the Ebola Virus. The virus wasn't particularly widespread in the 90s, but years later it was the top of the news agenda. Ebola was first discovered in 1976, and though the latest outbreak hasn't been uh, the worst yet, it killed 254 people in the Democratic Republic of Congo in 1995, and 224 in Uganda in 2000. So the numbers aren't huge. I mean, they're all, it's a sad loss when anybody dies, but they're not like <laughs> your typical numbers you're seeing for stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, but no, it's uh, Ebola. Yeah, I remember Ebola was a while back. I thought that was a little more of an issue. They, they don't they don't really make it seem like that big of a deal, but it's a deal. You know, I like uh, the picture, Curious George and the Ebola virus. Yeah, I want a poster of that. Very fun. Reminds me of the T-shirt, the Curious George T-shirt of our youth with the ether when he was huffing the ether. Anybody remember that T-shirt right back in the day? Yeah. I haven't seen that shirt in years. So Disney buys 20th Century Fox. That's kind of an interesting one to predict because who's to say in business like that? Um, but Disney would, you would assume Disney would just keep getting bigger and eating more and more and more. <coughs> Ten episode five and the the episode when you dish upon a star that originally aired in 1998. Ron Howard with Brian Grazer produce a script. Homer pitches. Uh, the script is being produced at 20th Century Fox, and the sign in front of the studio's headquarters reveals that it is a division of Walt Disney Co. On December 14, 2017. Disney purchased 21st Century Fox for an estimated $52.4 billion, acquiring Fox's film studio, 20th Century Fox, in addition to a bulk of its television production assets. The media conglomerate also has access to popular entertainment properties like X-Men, Avatar, and The Simpsons. So from 1998, it predicted something that would happen in 2017. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a prediction. It did take a bit. You know, maybe it was just one of those things where uh, it was a matter of time. I mean, studios would go in and out, you know, in the 90s. I wonder what year they started sex trafficking those kids out of there. Out of what, Disney? Yeah. Probably like day one. I think it was around the late 90s. That's when Epstein jumped in there. Working at the desk. Yeah, it's just a coincidence, I guess. Yeah, I heard a story that uh, the writer Matt Matt Groening was went to Epstein Island. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. Heard some gross story that like one of his massage therapists or something wrote like a uh, an interview or a book or something, oh. and she said that he had like Epstein told her to give his give him like a foot massage and she said he had the grossest feet like she's ever seen in his life. 
Like she would, she wouldn't even touch her feet, his feet. She had to like grab a rag to rub. Yeah, that's what, that's what you get when you don't leave a good tip. You get right up like that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, 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 the I, demons I, I, have grabbing feet, don't they? Like, don't I think they're real demons that have those kind of feet? What? We have to like get Ray Booten on the line for a call. Mutilated <laughs> feet. I'm pretty sure that like there's something to do with like demon feet. Well, <laughs> they're not really feet; they're hooves. You know, they're, they're they're demon hooves. That's why they're all fucked up. I'm surprised Epstein, little Simpsons Epstein, ever popped up on the show. Some that look just like him, with it with like the same name, with like Michael. That strange character, Michael. Now it all makes sense. Probably because they were friends. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing about Disney is that even at that time, even though Disney hadn't already gone Fox, it was obvious that Disney was planning on eating up every and all franchises and properties that they could, even at that moment. Mm. I mean, Disney. much like its original creator, is a glutton and wants to, you know, have all the power themselves. So they just keep on, you know... I mean, right now, you've got them cranking out Marvel TV series and movies, and and they're, like, the biggest crap that you can think of because they're not even taking the time to look at scripts or anything. They're just like, we got to keep the money train going because we're so big if we stop putting out movies and TV and all that, even for a second, you know, we're going to implode. I mean, even Rome, you know, ends up crashing at one point. And right now, Disney is pretty much the Rome of of our century at this point. I mean, they're getting to a point where they're going to implode. Disney's a very dark company. I think, you know, in the beginning, they got a lot of dark investors tagged in it because I knew that it would be around forever. It's making kids' products never kind of goes away. Entertainment, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah uh, research, research I heard, like, and when this episode was, like, released, they, Fox was, like, constantly failing with projects. Yeah. And Disney was just, like, on the rise. I mean, you know, all the money that was getting dumped into that place. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that they put this in. Like, you know, Fox will be taken over eventually if they keep yeah. fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those kids, well, even Nickelodeon has like a super dark past to it. You know, that Dave Schneider dude or whatever is from like head of the class who been running it for 20 years and like all the majority of like the, the child actors that went through there always got like dark stuff to say about him. He was a weird dude. Yeah. I mean, uh, just looking at now, still going off of the whole Disney thing, I mean, the big controversy with the uh, TV series She-Hulk that they put out with all the fact that it's supposed to be, still, Disney is supposed to be the family-friendly company and all that. And, you know, they have a show that is, like, so promoting, you know, uh, pretty much promiscuity, you know, in it as like you know the thing to do which it's one thing if it's like for just adults mm-hmm. another thing is that it's you know supposed to be there on uh, on on a platform that's supposed to be 
family orientated and, you know, for, you know, the general uh, consumption of, you know, families and kids, which, you know, and of course, uh, they're, they're also pushing the um, fact that, uh, you know, all, all their characters, all their male characters are like, you know, considered, you know, the bad guys and, and, and demeaning, uh, you know, you know, that and, and going on with like, oh, that, that with the whole thing about, you know, saying that guys are looking like and treating women like, you know, um, uh, like meat and not like real people and all that. But at the same time, their main character is treating men like meat, like, you know, just a hookup, a booty call, which, you know, I mean, as an adult, that's, that's fine. I mean, whatever you decide to do is your own life. But when you're doing a show that's supposed to be, you know, acceptable for, you know, our family audience, really don't think that's that's really, you know, following the course. Just my little opinion on that. I feel you. Uh, the Invention of Tamako Plant. That was a classic episode. Season 11, episode 5. Um, this is Homer here. In 1999, Homer was uh, uses nuclear energy to create a hybrid of tomato and tobacco uh, plants called Tamako Classic. This inspired U.S. Simpsons fan Rob Bauer to create his own plant. In 2003, Bauer grafted together a tobacco root and a tomato stem to make Tamako. Writers for The Simpsons were so impressed that they invited Bauer and his family to their offices and ate the tobacco fruit themselves. Well, I don't know if I'd want to be eating any tobacco. Me personally, you feel like, you know, tobacco is not good for you. That gives you all types of bad shit that, you know, why would you want to eat a fucking tobacco? I don't I don't. And now that's another curse. The Simpsons curse is how they're all going to be dead from that tobacco. And <laughs> Years, you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, I mean, when, there's, there's, it, it's funny you're, you're watching. I mean, going off with like what we were talking about with like the the smartwatches and all that, where you have TV and pop culture, you know, coming up with an idea and then later becoming like mainstream or like an actual legit product in the future. Yeah, and then of course you have something as as kind of ridiculous as this, you. Know, you get someone who's like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's make it happen. I mean, the fact is that, uh, you know, you've got art that uh, that, uh, that is because of the environment, and you also got the environment that becomes because of the art. Word. And and in this case, I I personally would not want to eat a, a to, tomato tobacco plant. Tomato. I think that's, that's, that's a, it, it's a ludicrous funny thing for like a cartoon, but to become actual reality, I think is kind of like messed up. But, you know, you'll always get someone who's going to take a crazy, stupid idea like that. Like, hmm, can I actually make this a reality? And this guy actually did. I wonder if they're like addicting, like, you know, tobacco is. <laughs> if you eat them consecutively. <laughs> No, nobody here would go for the tobacco either. Is there anybody that would eat, try the tobacco? I'd probably give it a whirl. You'd give it a whirl, huh? Yeah, I'd put it on like a cheese sandwich or something. Grilled cheese and 
tamako sandwich. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be good. Yeah, I wonder if it's like smoking a cigarette the first time you get that like warm little buzz feeling. I feel like it's going to taste strong and you wouldn't like it. You know what I mean? I almost feel like it has that weird, I don't know, the tobacco vibe. I don't know. My grandmother smoked those cigarettes and it would like no filter, you know? A picture of cigarette being put out using a tomato as an ashtray and then eating that tomato. That's what I picture, the taste of what it would be. Oh. <laughs> I, I came back at that. What was, what's happening? Tobacco. 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 Tobacco after some sex. <laughs> it's a healthier route after sex having a nice fucking sliced up tobacco with some salt on it than having a cigarette you know what I mean I mean I mean, heck it's like the old movies after you have sex you smoke a cigarette but after sex now you eat yourself a, taba- a tobacco plant you know? that's true John would you eat are you familiar with the tobacco mm, no Homer he mashes together uh, tobacco and tomatoes and makes a tobacco why? Uh, I don't. I don't know why he did it, but some one of the fans t- turned around and actually did it and, and created it. A tobacco. Why? I have no because I want you to eat it. Would you eat it? No. All right. <laughs> but tobacco tastes bad as it is. I'm a. I'm an avid smoker. Yeah. <laughs> this stuff tastes awful, and I hate goddamn tomatoes. It, it wouldn't be a healthier route if you could so eat what it. nicotine. Yeah, you, you have your slice of tomato with some with some tobacco in it, and you don't get a smoke. Well, you, you know, it's like the same thing as a Diet Coke. I'm, I'm not going to go cut up a goddamn tomato every time I want a cigarette. No, you got to cut up a tobacco. Well, that's – I'm not doing – you know how messy that would be throughout the day? It is a messy procedure. I would be walking around if you light like the tomato on fire? I feel like a tomato would burn. burn. Like Detroit water, right out the front. you could pack a tomato with marijuana. Yeah. That might be uh, nice. Tamar- Tamarwana? I'd take a bite of some <laughs> Tamarwana. You, if you get that, that that one's more probably worth the uh, worth the risk. <laughs> it's healthier. It sounds healthier already. You know what I mean? Let me go make a meth tomato and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Could you smoke tobacco out of a tobacco? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> if you froze it. If you froze the one you smoked out of, that's how you got to do it. Froze it. Freeze it first. That's the technology. And then that's it warms it. up while you smoke out of it, and you can eat it. You know what I mean? It's very nice. Three triple-decker of pleasure. Uh, Donald Trump is president in season 11, episode 17. We brought this up earlier. This was a famous one. Yeah, yeah. the Trump, being, Trump becoming president. It's like, I don't think he ever really, uh, I could be wrong. I don't think he, like, on his come up of being, like, a celebrity for business, I don't think he ever talked about wanting to be president one day. No, he did. He did on Oprah. He did, okay. Yeah, he mentioned he didn't need to, but he did put it out into the universe that Uh, he he could win. The the I don't need to, which was very Illuminati. I'm saying I can just pay them to do whatever I want them to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's not really a surprise thing. I know in uh, Back to the Future 2, that character, the Biff-like, Rich yeah. Biff character, they say is very Trump-like, you know what I mean? Which it is. It really, when you think about it, it is. But, yeah. You know, in the 2000 episode, Bart to the Future, the show goes next level on a prediction, uh, prediction talent when it name drops DT as being the president of the United States. Uh, and then as we know, 
you know, what Bob's life would be, what it would be like if he got older. Uh, it features Lisa being president. While in the Oval Office, we hear her say, as you know, we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. What would be more of a prediction if the president after President Trump was a female president? Then you could go, oh, shit. That's something because it, Lisa is president of the dream or whatever. Then you go, ah, it's a real double banger right there. I'd be, I'd be if that was the truth, I would go. Ooh, I don't know. I think this one might have something with it. Um, and then Trump, forty fifth president, United States. Very nice. They should um, they should go on the limb and have like Barack kill Trump or something like that on The Simpsons. That'd be funny. <laughs> like one of those weird warning. alternate universe type things like Tarantino does nowadays. All right, let me see here. Pot legal in Canada in season 16, episode six. In the 2005 episode titled Midnight RX, Ned travels to Canada with Homer, Grandpa Simpson, and Apu. Rest in peace, Apu. He outlived Grandpa, uh, Grandpa Simpson, outlived Apu. Mm-hmm. And discovers that pot is legal in the country. 2018, Canada legalized recreational use of marijuana. I don't think that's too crazy of a prediction. I think a lot of things will be. I think there's probably some things right now that we would say, you know, like a horrible one, like pedophilia is horrible right now. But in the future, I almost feel like they're going to be super lenient on it in the future. And it's going to be, you're going to, they're going to look down on you for looking down on them in the future. That's what it's it's, already starting. It's already starting in California. So like stuff like that. So stuff like that, I think, you know, almost anything you pick, you could pick that. You could pick like murder could be murder could be something different in the future. You know what I mean? It could be even like, even flip it in like things that aren't as bad now could be a problem in the future. You know what I mean? So and the pot thing, yeah. It was saying that with the Dama, the new Dama series. Yeah. Oh, they 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 think the writers were trying to like minimalize and make Dahmer like look like, you know, not that bad. Yeah. I yeah, said almost sympathize like you can almost yeah. understand he like the way he was or whatever. I can kind of see that, you know what I mean? But yeah, they, could, they yeah. still had a little bit of an agenda to push with Dom, you know what I mean? And right. uh, I, I did a little review of it, and I, I, that was my opinion of it, too. They were definitely making him way too sympathetic for what he did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he did it. He wasn't, like, the monster. It's even called, like, monster. It's, like, Dama, monster, something. And, like, he he was more of a victim, almost, than the people who got killed, which was about – it was – I can understand them taking that route because they are, you know, they all come from victim places, you know what I mean? But to like, it's weird. It's quite a balancing act you have to do when telling it that way. You know what I mean? Uh, he ate people. <laughs> he never got sick. So he's on. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, pot becoming legal in Canada. Anybody surprised by that prediction? No, I mean, honestly, out of all the, uh, all of the places, Canada would be like the one of the top places I would think that would you know be uh, ones that say hey let's make it legal. I don't think I mean, any- heck. I mean, prostitution is legal in Canada, so oh, it is. Shouldn't pot. I agree with that. In the future, I don't think any drugs will be uh, illegal. 
Oh, great. I'm going to go out and get some heroin right now. I really think that that'll be the deal, too. And, like, you know, you, you can go places like opium dens. You'll go to, like, heroin dens or shit like that. And they'll watch over you and make sure you don't overdose. You know what I mean? But I think it'll be more open. It'll be more almost, uh, it'll be like a th- form of therapy. Um, you know, yeah, I think the stigma, you know, the war on drugs is about to be like officially over, but they jump will never over. admit to it being a mistake. Jump over to Futurama real quick with the uh, suicide booths. <laughs> That's real. They have, oh, they have them. Yeah, for sure, dude. Those suicide booths are a trip. You know, it goes back to Dr. Kevorkian way back when, mm-hmm. you know, back in the 90s, the OG, the OG death booth. Uh, is he dead? He died, right? That he was in jail. He went to, they put him in he jail. He went in jail. I don't know if he's I, dead. I almost want to say he got out of jail, though. But I think he, he did get out. At the end of the day, he just ass- assisted him. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like more humane sometimes, you know what I mean? But it's a weird. But then it's that that huge line of like, if you're you're helping somebody's life stop, there's that huge line there of like, is it is it you know murder or is it doing a good thing? And like, I don't know. That's a it's between. I feel like if you really want to, if you got a sickness and you really want to go or something, then I I, I say, I mean, it's up. You to not you. have to like not have to put yourself or anybody through that like whole term of pain. But yeah, you like no, because there's a there's always a chance that it can come it's, around. Yeah, it's very that's why it's very delicate. It's a very delicate yeah. subject, you know. But so, as far as marijuana in Canada, a less delicate subject, it was probably a bigger it becoming legal, like mainly in the U.S. was I feel like is a bigger surprise than it, in Canada. Yeah, I'm more surprised about that. All right. We're back to faulty voting machines again. <laughs> in season 20, episode four, 2008, this showed Homer trying to vote for, I think we already did this one. Yeah, you started, you yeah I think it's a glitch. They're for a glitch in the Matrix going. Yeah. We started, we started. Notepad, I can't believe my notepad that I wrote all these notes on glitch like that. I've never seen that happen before in my life. <laughs> I'll go. I'll skip to the next one. Then. The U.S. beat Sweden in curling at the Olympic Games, season twenty-one, episode twelve. Sweden must be the kings of it if it's a big surprise. In one of the biggest upsets at the two thousand eighteen Winter Olympics, the U.S. curling team won gold over the favorite Sweden. They consider that a great upset. We consider that a great win over here. The historical win was predicted in a 2010 episode uh, called Boy Meets Curl. In the episode, Marge and Homer Simpson compete in curling at the Vancouver Olympics and beat Sweden. In real life, the U.S. men's Olympic curling team, well, it's the men's team, not the female uh, woman's team, which Marge would have been on, won a gold medal after defeating Sweden, even though they were behind, which is exactly how it played out on The Simpsons and every other heroic tale. You know what I mean? The victory is the second curling medal ever for the United States, not including Marge and Homer's, of course. Well, I'm not too surprised, but I don't fuck with that one. I don't know. They, they they had it they they that you know they said it was going to be the women winning then it was the men women winning. What what's curling? Is that when they? It's like a puck you 
push. It's with the yeah, yeah, with you, like you push, thing, right? I yeah, think. yeah, you, you push the thing on ice. It's that's, like a little that's like a circular thing. That's like Rich. a big deal now. Well, I mean, I mean, us beating uh, Sweden is like you know the the Swedes like grew up doing curling when right. they were like two years old. I mean, it's like I think it's like uh, you know how hockey is like a big thing in Canada. I think curling is a big thing in in Sweden. So that's probably why it was like, oh my god, the uh, the Americans beat Sweden from you know doing the the game that they're best known for. I guess yeah. Possibly. Hell yeah, way to go, America. 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 We're the underdogs, and they hated us for the win. Sheehaw. Sometimes you gotta take the hate for the win, you know? Nobel Prize winner. So season 22, episode one. MIT professor Bang Holmstrom won the Nobel Prize for Economics in 2016, six years after he was bet to win the Nobel Prize on The Simpsons. I mean, if he was an up-and-comer, then that would make uh, sense. Now, his name appears on the betting scorecard when Martin, Lisa, Database, and Millhouse bet on the Nobel Prize winners. So it's like a bingo list almost. Yeah. Do you guys remember Database? Because I don't. Mm-mm. No, only the Internet Movie Database, that's it. Yeah. That's the only one I recall. Um. But I guess if this guy was a big deal or whatever on the come up, then you would assume, uh, it, you know what I mean? If you knew who was like doing, you know, killing it in that, killing it in that field, it would make sense. All right. Next up, Lady Gaga's Super Bowl halftime show, season 22, episode 22, or season 23, rather, episode 22. 2012, Lady Gaga performed for the town of Springfield, hanging in midair. Five years later, she flew off the Houston. NRG stadium roof in real life to perform the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't think that one's too any super duper huge pop star eventually probably hits the Super Bowl in their yeah. time. You could tell she was going to be around for a while. She kind of took um, she took over a little bit. She had her new thing, but she also took over for everybody that liked um, Amy Winehouse. I think so. Like when Amy Winehouse left. And that gap, that like void was left. I think that she stepped into that position of those people, those fans, as well as like more younger, popular, uh, an audience. So like she was definitely here to stay. You know, she was definitely somebody who got the vibe. She was here to stay from her showing up on the scene. She has like a weird fucking conspiracy about her too. How there was a uh, there was some other singer named Lady Gaga that she was friendly with that died. And I guess she stole, supposedly stole her whole, like, gimmick or whatever. It's like the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> Just the, the, uh, letting the name live on and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make that wonder, who the, wonder who the next Lady Gaga is going to be. Ooh, ooh, me, me. I'll be the next Lady Gaga. <laughs> I support that. He's coughing. Oh, that's not a good sign. Dude, careful. It's a curse now. It really is, buddy. Maybe she's going to come for your, your essence. She wants your up-and-coming energy to make her more powerful, huh? you got to be careful. So she can fly from the ceiling some more. She wants that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, flapping. <laughs> it's a great meme. Just her fucking flopping down. She's, uh, she's, I'd take her over Taylor Swift any day of the week. Taylor Swift is the Antichrist in female form. She's here to set the youth on fire. Question, where are you taking? 
Which one? Yeah, no, will you take them? Said you take her any day. Will you take them? Oh, I take her. Fuck it, I take her aside. I take her aside of the battle. <laughs> I take her aside. <laughs> Taylor Swift's Satanus. I feel she's like fucking the devil. She's scary. She's uh, she's a weird one. The the younger the fans go, the more you got to worry about the artist. You know what I mean? Didn't Gaga wear a uh, meat suit? Meat, yeah, meat. she did. Oh yeah, meat suits were meat suit. Yeah. She's wearing a meat suit on under that as well because she's reptilian, of course. When, right. when, when she Eric, came when uh, she came out with that, there's a song that Gua does. It's called Meat Sandwich. <laughs> like I'm just picturing them like praying to Lady Gaga as she's walking out. I'm like holy shit! I can see that. Gua. Sorry. No, all good. Shout out to uh, lizard people. Uh, <laughs> just watching the season opener of the new season of The Simpsons. And at the end of the episode, Homer was making a TikTok cooking. And uh, he was talking about lizard people. Oh, really? <laughs> and and uh, he went to a conspiracy-themed wedding with uh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. The song they were singing at the wedding was uh, The Virus Was Caused by 5G. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. They're setting up the next batch of predictions to go through. Oh yeah, like I watched like a half an hour, like ha- half of the first episode and half of the second episode. It was ridiculous. I was like, Jesus. I gotta Tom- watch. I gotta watch the newest stuff. I haven't watched South Park in a long time either. Yeah, I feel like they're both still solid. Probably. Uh, Daenerys. <laughs> Tarzan. You know this one, Hawk? Well, I, I know the um, uh, Game of Thrones and I've seen it, yeah. Uh, well, you um, yeah, supposedly um, that, you know, the big ending, which, you know, pissed off a lot of fans of uh, the Game of Thrones where she's on the dragon and burns the entire uh, um, uh, city. Uh and, and that, you know, the Simpsons, you know, kind of predicted it uses something similar to that. I mean, I the funny thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if the writers of, of uh, Game of Thrones saw this episode and they were like, man, we're trying to think of how to end this. And they're like, hey, man, did you see the Simpsons episode? We can take that idea and use it for our ending. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. Because it was obvious that by the end of the of the series, the very last episode, that they have they just wanted to get it over and done with. They were throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, just out there. Okay, okay, we gotta kill off these people, we gotta, you know, tie up these loose ends. I mean it was very slipshot, and that's why a lot of fans were very upset by the last episode. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone was like, well, hey, let's, let's take inspiration from The Simpsons and have um, uh, the Queen of Dragons, you know, lose her shit and burn down the city. I wouldn't be surprised if that, you know, they were like trying his brainstorm and and that came out as a part of the inspiration. I agree. I mean, it's so The Simpsons is so big, I feel like if you were... If you were looking for a way to wrap it up and the Simpsons spoofed the wrap up on your show, you could you'd probably just pluck it. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact is that it, I mean, it is a British show with um, all British writers, but I mean, I honestly don't know how big The Simpsons are like in the UK. I'm but sure I mean, everyone knows of The Simpsons, and I can't see them not being able to have seen the show or something like that. But I mean, that's the way I see it. I mean, especially when you you look at a lot of these writers who are trying to do TV shows and all that, they, I mean, there's a lot of times where you're like, it's obvious that they're taking this from something else that has already happened. Because they're like, you know, it's crunch time, they need the episode out, and they're like, hey, I saw this. Let's take this idea and use it in here. Yeah. Well, wasn't wasn't Game of Thrones written like a book before 2000? yeah, but here's the thing. The um, uh, uh, R.R. Martin, he wrote up only up to, I think, uh, like the books he actually wrote up, there was three books that finished the, the story he hasn't written yet. Oh. Okay? And the thing was that supposedly he went to the creators and were like, okay, this is where the arc is going. This is how I'm writing the stories and and all that. But I, he's still, I believe, three books from actually being done his book series. I, uh, from what I heard is, you know, because of getting so famous and so much money from the TV series, he's been kind of playing hooky, you know, going out, having a good time, and not finishing the books. So, the last three seasons, I believe, of Game of Thrones was them just going off his notes and pretty much doing whatever they want. That's why the ending was as kind of didn't quite fit exactly how everything was going because they were, you know, taking his notes and like, well, let's do it this way because we want to do it this way. Yeah. You know, in the Simpsons movie, uh, the the NSA, you know, followed, they were trying to locate Marge and the kids after they got uh, forced to go into hiding. And, uh, you know, that was six years after that. Six years after that was the Ed- Edward Snowden deal where the, he, he blew the whistle on all that stuff. So that would work. So that was one of those crazy ones. The FIFA corruption scandal. Season 25, episode 16, You Don't Have to Live Like a Referee. Uh, 2014, it was predicted, although the World Football Federation representative who asked Homer for help repairing the organization's image is an explicit, explicitly named after the member of FIFA, whose arrest turned out to be uncannily similar to those in real-life FIFA officials who were arrested on corruption charges about a year later. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, it's funny. They probably just picked soccer because that was like the kind of the tamest, the kind of jokiest of all the sports to kind of have be corrupted. You know what I mean? But those are the the, the ones you're not looking looking at are the ones that are doing it. You know what I mean? So they figure no one's going to catch them. Greece's debt default, you know, in season 23, episode 10, politically inept with Homer Simpson predicted in 2015. 
And uh, when he appears as a guest commenter on cable news show Headbutt, sticker, a ticker runs across the bottom of the screen that reads, Europe puts Greece on eBay. Of course, this was three years before Greece became the first developed country to default to inter- International Monetary Fund, plunging the country deeper into economic crisis. Oh, well. There's uh, That one was kind of lame but, uh, yeah, you know, they got all types of crazy stuff. You know, the curling was an interesting one. The old dragons, Hawk's favorite dragon burning everybody up. Hey, man, there's nothing more fun than a dragon roast. You know what I mean? Dragon roasts are always good for you. Uh, the last one we'll end with is the 2020 Experience, Season 4, Episode 21. Marge and Chains, name of the episode, predicted, predicted in 1993. Uh, and came true in 2020. Now, if 2020 was a bin- bingo card, the Simpsons could have already at least two squares ticked off in the nearly 30-year-old episode of Marge and Chains. Not only does an unprecedented flu sweep through Springfield, but when the townspeople begin rioting to demand a cure for the virus, a swarm of killer bees that could be likened to murder hornets that recently hit the U.S. unexpectedly come into the picture. On the other hand, episode of co-writer Bill Oakley told The Hollywood Reporter in March that any comparison to the storyline seems to invite uh, invite the coronavirus are purely coincidental. There are very few cases where Simpsons predicted something he said. It's mainly just coincidence because the episodes are so old that history repeats itself. Most of these episodes are based on things that happened in the 60s, 70s, or 80s. So that's a good explanation from the writers, you know, of why it happened. But yeah, I remember the flu, the flu deal was, that was kind of more recently the big one that everybody got talking about because it did have the killer bee, the swarm of those killer bee, the killer murder hornets were, you remember the, of course you remember when the murder hornets were like something to be worried about for a little bit right after COVID, like that was the new worry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, it First, it was like uh, Australia was on fire. Then, like the you know had the um, uh, COVID, and then uh, of yeah. course you had the murder hornets. I mean, it was funny. I saw this um, uh, uh, cartoon where uh, you have like God talking to one of his underlings, and and the God a God made a comment says. I wanted you to put this in the decade of the 20s, not in 2020. Not not like entire decade of shit in one year. Which, you know, it kind of felt like 2020 was a messed up year right there. Yeah. Like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. <laughs> what did he want to put in, tw- not in 2020, but in the 20s? Well, the thing is that the joke was that like the murder hornets and and all of that that was supposed to be spread out in a ten Focus. year period, yeah. but it, but his underling misunderstood it and just put it all in twenty twenty. So all all the shit that's supposed to happen in ten years happened in just one year. They say that the, with the twenty twelve, that it was it was late. They made the wrong prediction, and it came it came with that COVID time. Mm. It's a crazy deal, you know. So as we as we come to the end of this, the Simpsons vibe, 
you think it's more along what the writer was saying where they just kind of, you know, history repeats itself, which it does. It's been known to do. Um, but do you think there's something a little more, uh, I guess I would have to say about it. It's just all, you know, it's coincidence, but what do you guys think? What do you think? Well, I think, I think there's one more episode we didn't talk about. Oh, that okay. was the nine 11 prediction. And that was it, too it, close. That was too dark. That was too dark for me. I didn't want to go. It, there. I, well, you got to do it. it was right, the fair ninth, enough. You got to say it was it. the ninth episode. Yeah. It, you know, it's just way too much where, you know, it was in the city of New York, Homer, and alludes to the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center. And not even Gene can explain it. There's a frame where there's a brochure that says New York, $9 a day. And behind the nine are the two twin towers. And it looks like a 9-11. And one's com- one is completely bizarre, strange thing. He says, um, yeah, that's what it, it am I reading? Yeah. Um, I'm already creeped out. Yeah. I mean. I, I personally think that the government did 9-11. I'm just, I'm I a person that's more, I watched it. I wanted to know truth. And there's just too many things that don't add up and missing money and, and just um, building seven falling down, like, or building nine or whatever it was like, come on, man. It's like enough's enough. And I think that um, I'm hoping like with all of this, there've been, you know, real, real, people that can predict the future there's been scribes people have drawn me pictures of my future so i know that um i don't know if it's like mostly ghostly things going on where (laughs) the spirits are taking people over and they're able to like use them to channel and predict things and stuff or you know um it's clear to me that the producers and the writers on the simpsons and a lot of the shows are very um politically you know woven and they could have been in the room or, or banging somebody who was planning these attacks and then just kind of like foreshadowed it. I, I think at this point, it, it, either one is really possible. There's this thing called sigil magic, I think is what they call it. And it's like part of the, uh, the dark, the dark above. Um, one of their things were like, so they don't have to have guilty conscience. And supposedly if they let their evil deeds be known, they can't be held accountable for it. Like it's, it's, if we know about it, we're supposed to stop it. And if we don't stop it, we're ignoring it and we allow it to happen. Like that's the way like they, this, this thinking pattern is. Yeah. So like uh, in the sense of stuff like that, I could almost see things winding up in the Simpsons. You know what I mean? Do you guys think that the same, the, the same level of elite evilness is what you would get? Like the same people that planned a nine 11 thing would be, think that they would be in it with the, the Epstein type thing too? You think that those would cross over? Or you think that's too Bill Clinton. <laughs> you think it's one just big ball of evil at the top? Or you think there's branches of evil? Branches. I think there's branches. Always. And entertainment, I think, is not quite a lot at the top. They're kind of in the middle where, like, somebody would give them, tell them what to do. But, like, they wouldn't. Even Groening, who I think would get to the pretty high part of it because he every he's he's cool. He created The Simpsons. We want to hang out with this dude who's an entertainment icon. You know what I mean? I think they they're interested in stuff like that. They have all the money and power. What else would you want if you had if you already had money and power? You would probably want to be able to be cool with all these celebrities and people that do things that you appreciate. You know. Um, it's, I it's mean, almost, yeah. yeah. It's almost like like you wonder. Like, does this guy have dirt on somebody? 
Like, why is The Simpsons still on? Who, nobody really watches The Simpsons anymore. Yeah. Kids <laughs> do Simpsons. Like, I, I watched some of the recent ones just because I used to love The Simpsons. And it's still funny. And, like, yeah. but it's just crazy. Like, wh- how is this still on TV? Like, Well, I think... I think that's less less devilish. I think that's more symptoms. I think because they've been on for so long, I think they're kind of comfort food for a lot of people. So like you can just throw it on in the background and you feel you feel like you did when you were fifteen. You know what I mean? When you know what I mean? You have that vibe to it. Like like throwing on an old record that you like or an old movie. I think it has that same vibe to it. Um, yeah. so like I can see it and not, nothing else is, as I feel like as success successful as the Simpsons one. So like, I think media wise, I think they're afraid to pull the Simpsons out of there because I don't know what else would really do the numbers that the Simpsons do. Cause I, I assume that there, there's a lot of like comfort fans that just have it on in the background. You know, like I'm sure their numbers are probably, even though a lot of foot like dieharders probably dropped out and don't keep up with it or whatever. I feel like there's probably still, huge audience that just keeps it on for entertainment or just background. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Simpsons, uh, you kind of can put them in the same category as Saturday Night Live. I mean, Saturday Night Live. Hmm? Uh, Even more so comfort food wise, because it's cartoony and, you know, there's Bart Simpson who never ages. He's your boy from fucking the time you were seven years old to now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Homer well, I mean, I- it's 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 still the same idea that, yeah. I mean, Saturday Night Live hasn't been funny for quite a while. And, right, and, and, you know, it's, I mean, it's still there, still, you know, you know up there because it's kind of considered almost like a, uh, um, I guess, uh, an icon itself. And The Simpsons novelty. are kind of the same thing. It's a novelty thing. So, yeah, it's, I mean, that's probably why The Simpsons is still going on. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, Matt Groening, the uh, the creator, is doing very well. I mean, with all the uh, merchandising and and it's still going on. Um, Sold it. He could have sold it. He could have, but I don't think he has. I still think he's involved with it. But then again, I mean, after Disney bought... 20th Century Fox, I mean, God only knows. I'm sure he's still making good money, not like 90s, 2000s, first batch of 2000s money, where in the 90s and that, those like 2000, 2010, fucking, the money will probably make you sick to your stomach. You've probably seen the checks he was getting. It's, uh, but yeah, I assume he's still on top. Is he Futurama too? Yeah. He is? Oh, uh, and also, Hill, also uh, Disenchanted, that's oh, on yeah. uh, Netflix. So he still has though. those. He's still, you know, putting out new stuff. So the thing is, he's still going strong. And he still has different outlets. So. And then the dude who did King of the Hill, Mike Judge, right? You know, he did Beavis and Butthead and Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always liked him more. You know what I mean? I like The Simpsons, of course. As people, I don't like people to fuck around with. Epstein, though. I remember I seen growing in a, a documentary for um, Daniel Johnston, the fucking like, How Are You guy, and he was like a big fan of him. He was meeting him backstage. So, you know, I think The Simpsons, 
Did Cindy Lou predict her getting sniped out of this conversation? She done disappeared. I hear she is. Yeah, over here. Ah, I was going to say, I the Simpsons came and got you while we were at no. All right. No, cool. the black helicopters came in. She just escaped. Jonathan, <laughs> yeah. what do you think about this here? You think the Simpsons thing? You think they're predicting these things? You think they got friends in high places telling them stuff? Just complete coincidence? What are you thinking? Uh, I, I think I think Sean might have already uh, jumped out. Simpsons got Jonathan. That's what happened. Cindy yes. Lou. Cindy Lou, did you did you tell us already what you thought? I did. You did. I did. I, I'm I'm leaning more towards um them either being influenced by the elite that they surround yeah. themselves with while they write these scripts. I think Absolutely. maybe. We manifest things. You know, when we put things out in the universe, we make them happen. That's how it happens. And, um, and, I, and I think a little bit of time travel. <laughs> I think they did it. <laughs> time travel is mean, there's, there's lots of references, too, to, like, Lisa going to football games and, like, for Dallas Cowboys. And, and then the score is kind of, like, reflecting the same thing that happens in um, – was it Back to the Future with Biff? And he has the, the what Sponge is it? The almanac. Yeah, the, the, oh, the almanac. almanac there and, and makes his fortune there. Um, you know, there's certain episodes of the of the Simpsons where Lisa goes to these Dallas games where they, they win. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot at play and I hope that um, we live to see the truth. That's for sure. I think so. There's plenty more big ones coming. And Joe... You said what you thought, right? Yeah, I think I I got one more thing I got to All right, good man. I heard a a quote earlier. I think it's from, it might be from that mathematician book. Yeah. We were talking about earlier, one one of the guys who wrote the book on the Simpsons conspiracies and whatnot said, uh, did they predict these things or did they influence them to happen? Yeah. Makes you think, you know? It's true. They do hold heavy influence. Right. When you think of the biggest shows of all time, you got, the Simpsons are right up there. Yeah. And what the right is, like Cindy was just saying, like they're hanging out with the elite crew. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. you know, important people with money. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can't believe they get away with what they say. Honestly, like, I mean, them in South Park, you know, they can just, pretty much do whatever they want. It's interesting. It's interesting how they can do that. It's good. Right. You know, they'll never end either. Simpsons will never end. You know, new people that do the voices and new writers. Right. Groaning will sell it off. Nowadays, I hear a lot of people are doing like musicians are just selling off their, their catalog before they die. So like like a gigantic lump sum or whatever, and then they don't they don't even worry about it. But that just means they don't know nobody in their family. They don't. They could lose complete. They're dead anyway. So I mean, what are they gonna do with their music? But like, you know, I don't know. Justin I, Timberlake did it. What sold all his? Stuff? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Really, he's still young in the game. He's still got a lot of probably shit that'll make a lot of money to pop too. Timberlake's one of those dudes that fucking. Perfect look. He's a, he is a talented dude, and 
he just rides that line. He, he does he, the music huge. He got into acting too. He's probably still acting. Uh, he's probably got a bunch of crazy shit going behind the scenes too. Yeah, he's one of definitely. Uh, speaking of Mickey, he's probably one of the most successful Mickey Mouse kids, club kids there is. Sure. Which yeah, that's he's all, a Disney baby. It's always weird when you look at those clubs. You know, like Ryan Goslin was in there. Christina Aguilera, I believe, was one of them. Lady Gaga might even have been one of them, for crying out loud. There's Alanis like, Morissette. Was that? Yeah, I believe that. Oh, no, she might have been on. You can't do that on TV. It's either a matter of you had to be super talented to get to that spot. And they were and enough for them to have enough talents that when they left it, they could still go high with their talents or there's something foul at play. They're all little uh, antichrist kids or something. You know what I mean? Let Wayne Steen touch you here. That's right. They paid the ultimate price and they still crash and burn some. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they got the, you know, he's got his toes dipped into the Disney elite, you know, that's breeding ground. Mm-hmm. Because I hate to be foul, but if you were probably like the sicko, super rich person, if you and you could have anything you want on on your menu, you per, and you could get a celebrity kid. I'm I'm sure that's probably like big for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, remember the Corys that were like screaming in the '80s, like we're exactly, getting rich. Exactly. We're all like, no, you're not. Hamster, dude. Exactly the hamster because he was popping and still getting like molested and shit. So, yeah, exactly. Like it's perfect case for that. You know what I mean? Scary. Alex, did I ask you uh, what your overall opinion of this was? Oh, I'm so shook it up by Sean being taken by fucking The Simpsons, dude. I don't, I don't know what to think. Well, that's okay. We'll we'll see in the next Simpsons episode a Simpson character that looks like. We're only doing uh, this Sean one, man. We're, this is too this is too dark. We're going too much into the void with The Simpsons. We can't go too deep. They'll fucking pull us in forever. What episode? Well, I mean, the way I see it is, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't put it past that if uh, if these people are hanging out with, like, Epstein and the more elite that, you know, things, I mean, you'd be surprised that you can hear things, see things, and and, and it goes in your subconscious, and you don't think about it, and then you're writing a, a story, or you do an animation, and then it kind of seeps out, you know, in the animation or in the story itself. There's a lot of times where I think of <clears throat> something that I think is like an original thought, and then I find out that I actually heard uh, that idea like a few years ago, you know, talking to someone about something else. So it could very easily slip in that way. Could easily slip in um, the fact that like uh, which has been said before, where you know they had an idea, they write it down, and then someone saw that, and that inspired the actual thing to happen. Because when you're dealing with something as popular as The Simpsons, most everyone has seen a bunch of episodes, and <laughs> using the same theory that you watch something in The Simpsons, and then you know. Years later, you end up doing something, and then you're like, "Oh, I got great inspiration. Let's have this happen." Yeah. And then, of course, someone later says, "Wait a minute, wasn't that on the Simpson episode? You know, ten years ago, Lisa did this." I mean, that's also another possibility. I mean, it's and then, of course, you talk about something that's been on 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 the air for what at least twenty three years. 
I mean, all those episodes, all those stories, I mean, even if you blindly throw darts at, at the board, occasionally you're going to hit a bullseye, even if you're blindfolded. Yeah, well, the, so, key, the key with this topic right there, I got a side question now, if everybody, I'm curious. What are, you, are you guys all familiar with, like, when you fold the dollar bill up a certain way, it has, like, the Twin Towers and stuff? You know, in the same sense of this stuff and hidden secrets within things, where do you guys fall in something like that? You think that's a coincidence, or do you think that that's something that was put there? It's got something like that's got to be put there. They don't. We know the Masons designed all the money. You got the owl for anybody up there. The all-seeing owl perched up on there. Excellence is found in the details of everything, and yeah. one thing's for sure: our, if you looked at an ID, your know, license, um, there's micro. Uh, micro print yeah. on it. This micro print purposely put on our money um, for a bunch of different reasons. And I think that there is a, a group of uh, people out there that have, um, you know, like a hidden agenda and symbolism has been fluid in all of mankind in all, in all of history. It, it, when they, when the Phoenicians started to, uh, to document things, um, you know, that's how far back it goes, symbolism. Um, that's that's what we live in. Um, so I think it's it's really possible that they're put in our money and they're put um, in our interests, like the Simpsons um, and brainwashing's a real thing. But um, it's just too coincidental for me that you can hold that dollar bill into the two towers that I feel like we purposely um, collapsed so that Dick Cheney could make some money on war. Um, you know, oh yeah, the uh, the weapons of mass destruction that don't fr- never never existed. You know, yeah. Joe, what do you think? I don't know, man. It's too many shit like <laughs> going on. You know what I mean? For it, <laughs> for it to just be a coincidence, you know? Yeah, it's way too much. Too much going on. I think it's. It really makes you think, man. I, I didn't know all this stuff until I got deep into it, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Really open. Yeah. There's another way to fold it, too, where it has, like, uh, like a tsunami, supposedly, I remember, or, like, something. Or, like, there was one where it was, like, the Pentagon building, like, busted or something like that. It, it, it's insane. Like, that stuff's kind of, like, th- those are the worrisome things because you're talking about the money where you know – there's a lot of value and a lot of time goes into the designing of it and it's the, the Masons designed it. So like, it's more than just a Simpsons episode, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like a higher up heavy duty shit. It's, what, it's value. It's like, it's what people fucking, it's like God to people, you know what I mean? It's like some most important thing uh, almost in, in living life. Alex, are you familiar with the money deal? Well, um, uh, following the money for the Twin Towers, I did not know that. I, I did know that you could fold the dollar bill and make George Washington into a mushroom. I didn't know about that. I mean... You can fold it with a paper airplane, though. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, the thing <laughs> is that I, I would not be surprised... If you know, you know, someone uh, thought it would be you know crafty to put these hidden messages in our money. Um, I mean, I, I'm neither here or there. I think that I mean, when when you're dealing with stuff like that, 
you can you know you can probably fold fold the money into almost any shape and find different things that you're looking for. Sometimes if you're looking for something, you'll find it, whether it's really there or not. I I have no faith in the government being, you know, anything other than really hungry, you know, sons of bitches. Um, I just don't see them actually taking the time or putting that in the, in the money just because as a way for people to actually find it. I would, I mean, could someone think, oh, I'll put this in the money. No one will find it. I'll, I'm so crafty. Possibly, I just don't see any reason why they would. It wouldn't make any sense to me for them to 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 make it that, oh, if you fold this way, you'll see the Twin Towers, and this was, you know, kind of saying that, oh, this was going to happen. I just don't see the, the, the reason or, or the sense behind it. Um, but like I said, I mean, you can take any, any kind of thing and, and fold in and find what you're looking for. I mean, that, that's how I see it with, with the money issue. Well, until you actually see it, you can't have an opinion on it, bud. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, but, hey, I can I make George your, Washington into a mushroom. I so. respect your opinion, even though I don't believe it. The mushroom, you need mushrooms to see, just for, for clear vision. Um, you look at it before the next episode. I want you to look up on YouTube or find someone that knows the deal. Because it's pretty, uh, like, it looks pretty legit, if I remember correctly. I haven't looked at it a little bit, but I remember the first time I seen it, my mind was pretty blown by it, like, wow. Matt, I remember we were in high school when that happened. Yeah. And I'm not positive, but, like, didn't that, like, the dollar bill thing, like, happen before we were graduated? Like, we were, like, what kids were doing it, like, yeah. pretty sure right like, it was quick it was a quick deal that's strange that's and very the money, and money's already out the money was already out like you can probably you know and it, it, it's pretty much any i mean actually the new money it's probably different on the new money because of shit like that you know what i mean it's probably why they re- revamped the new money um but yeah it was it was around that time because that was a big deal yeah. I remember, yeah, my mind was blown the first time somebody showed me that. I was like, wow. That might have been one of the first times that I actually, like, really took that mind-blown conspiracy, like, fucking thing to it. Like, what? This is fucking, yeah. this is interesting. But, Alex, you need to check that out before next episode, for sure. <laughs> so, okay. This was a good- Looking for all of Bill, my gosh, shit, look yeah, well, there you go. One of us will do it, and we'll we'll, we'll blow your mind off. I, I I I got I got no no hard cash. I can try and fold my credit card in, in to see <laughs> yeah, if I can find it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll fold my credit card. See if I yeah. can find the towers that way. That's that's the only money I got. I'm too poor to have any actual money on me. I only have a credit card. Ah, uh, yeah, you're too crazy. Too crazy. All right. Well, that was a nice discussion on the Simpsons. You know what I mean. This has been a long time coming. Cindy Lou with the big theme idea. Gracias. Yeah. So exciting. It was so much fun. Good call. Coming on. Yeah. So everybody out there, if you like this episode, go check out more episodes where you heard this one on pretty much all the streaming uh, podcast audio streaming sites. 
you know, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, if you want to catch into the Halloween spirit, go on Boombastic Media's YouTube page. And we got a big old Halloween special for y'all. We call it Halloween around here. You can call it whatever you want as long as you show up and watch. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, and know. it'll be on Halloween Day. Halloween <laughs> Day. You know, watch it before you go get your candy and uh, have a good time. You know what I mean? I believe this episode will be out before and will be the last Behold episode before Halloween. So happy Halloween from everybody here to y'all. We hope you enjoyed. Have fun. Be safe. Have all the good times, good memories, and uh, no conspiracy. Don't end up in a Simpsons episode in the future. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Don't y'all. be like Jonathan and be uh, taken away by black helicopters. I'm going to get on top of that. We're going to get him back before the next episode. We're going to pay a ransom of some kind. I know we had to get a hawk out of a ransom situation once for 30 bucks. And uh, we got you out. We got you here talking with us today. Uh, what can I say? Nothing. <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't take off just with Apu. Yeah. <laughs> he will be called. He will return King Apu. He'll be King Apu. Hawk, be careful out there. They're looking for you next. <laughs> probably. They're probably right outside my door as we speak. On the other side of that uh, partition thing. <laughs> But with that being said, oh, you don't want to know what's behind my partition. I'm getting too scared. I got to end the show now. So we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Behold, 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 a pale podcast. Woo! Ah! Don't tell the supervisor I have the flu. <coughs> That new prediction comes as new infections of COVID-19 are exploding nationwide. Now over to Arnie Pie with Arnie the Sky. Round 401 is going around and around and around and around. Good afternoon from New York. We're coming on the air with breaking news that retired Los Angeles Lakers basketball star Kobe Bryant has been killed in a helicopter crash. It happened this morning. A lot of people say you guys predicted Trump's run. I know. I know. We'll take credit for anything. <laughs> Nipson's predicted the future shot by shot because we're part of the Illuminati. <laughs> Which is true. We are. Okay, who wants waffles? I do, I do, I do. Not to commit any more crimes, okay? No. Don't! And with each episode taking up to nine months to finish... (laughs) How does the show maintain that uncanny ability to stay so topical? We seem to be really good at anticipating what's going to be happening. (laughs) And for anyone who thinks The Simpsons is going away anytime soon, listen to Bart. Eat my shorts, Bart! 